0: on friday of last week i was invited to be a guest uh, interviewee on the anchor talk podcast from dan davidson uh, i was very pleased to take part even though i had managed to screw up my scheduling uh, i thought i was doing it eight o'clock in the morning turns out i was doing it eight o'clock in the evening uh, us time or eastern seaboard time so as a result i ended up recording it with dan at 2.30 in the morning. So while he sounds fantastic, I was probably a little past my best. But the interview went very well. Um, he was a great host. Glad to have been a part of the show. You can hear it coming up now.
1: Welcome to the Anchor Talk Podcast. It is my favorite time. It's time for profile interviews. And today's broadcast, we will feature an interview with Mark Anthony. We are talking to him in the UK. Mark, welcome to the podcast today. How are you? I'm very well, Dan. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for joining us. I understand that uh, you've been on Anchor a short time, but you've been quite prolific I think just in ten days, you already produced a podcast with about eleven episodes. Uh, tell us a little bit about your anchor experience in your first ten days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, you're, you're dead right. I've, I have actually managed to do a podcast every day so far, and and that's purely following the advice of others, you included. Um, in order to build your audience and to to build your profile, the idea of of podcasting every day. And it's it's a pretty good discipline for me as well. I'm a journalist. I'm usually sat in front of a computer, and and things do occur to me as I'm I'm going through the day. And before now, I've just jotted them down in a notebook, but now I've got a way of just broadcasting it to the wider world.
1: That's awesome. Well, let me mention your... The name of your uh, podcast is Demolition News, and that's your anchor station to Demolition News, Mark Anthony. And, uh, uh, Mark, you are uh, a career journalist, and you've done a lot of things over the years. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got here and your specialty with demolition
0: yeah i i've been a journalist for 30 years um started writing about hotels and restaurants and I, over the years i've written about everything from uh, from motorboats through to um uh, office equipment uh, but i i started on a construction magazine about 25 years ago um liked construction liked construction equipment even more and then i discovered the demolition industry and once i discovered that there was no turning back it's a it is a pretty rough and ready, pretty rough, tough kind of industry. But the the people, as we say, they are real salt of the earth. You know, they are they're a bit rough around the edges, but they are a good bunch of people. There's there's a lot of lot that goes along uh, goes on behind the scenes in demolition, sort of charitable work and that kind of thing. And the people just are as as welcoming as you could possibly hope for. Um, so once I I'd, I'd been on my first demolition site, I was I was literally hooked. So. I started my own demolition magazine about eight years ago, um, and that's gradually gone along. We we produced a in the, at the height of the recession, we we produced a website to help get demolition guys back into work. Um, we've written a couple of books to encourage children to consider a, a career in demolition, and as I say, I run demolitionnews.com, which is is updated several times a day, um, six days a week, um, and it. Much to my surprise, and to the surprise of everybody else, I think it's become the, the world leader in its in its field. I mean, it's a it's a very narrow field, but it is the world leader in its field. Um, and uh, well, joining, Anch- joining Anchor is kind of the is kind of the
1: next st- step of the the evolution of the business. Really, that's fantastic. Well, congratulations! It's a great website, and I know you have demolitionnews.com. dot com. You also have a, a YouTube channel for Demolition News, right? Absolutely,
0: yeah. That, that's been a, a big eye opener for me because, you know, I, as I say, 30 year journey, so I'm, I'm 52 years old, and, and YouTube has kind of caught me by surprise. You know, I'm, I, I I learned to do I learnt my trade on a typewriter, a manual typewriter. Um, so, you know, I've got my my youngest son has taught me YouTube, but it is for some reason, and I, I guess I understand it because it's what I do for a living. I've I've always found demolition endlessly fascinating, and there's a there's a whole audience of people around the world that that find it equally fascinating. So, you know, what better way to show them than effectively on on YouTube and in, in video form? So we've you know we've invested in video equipment. We've we recently added a, a drone to our our equipment fleet as well. Um, and yeah, we awesome. we we spend a lot of time filming and and producing videos of demolition.
1: Well, I'm at demolitionnews.com here on my computer, and you've got some great videos. And, yeah, let me ask you, uh, there is something quite fascinating about the process of demolition. Uh, I think we all have just a natural curiosity. Uh, It's something that uh, people uh, really are interested in, aren't they? They certainly seem to be. Yeah, it's surprising when you scratch the surface.
0: I mean, particularly in in your part of the world in the States, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, they will travel from state to state to watch these big, large-scale implosions that you guys are so good at over there. Um, we, we have less of that. Unfortunately, the buildings here in the UK, because we're that much smaller, we're a bit, we're a bit pushed for space and implosions don't happen that often. But, but certainly your side of the pond, that's a, that's a big deal. And there, there is a there is a real fan base of, of people that will literally travel from one place to another just, just to watch tower blocks and hotels and bridges being blown up.
1: That, that, that's quite interesting. So uh, tell us a little bit uh, about the actual process of demolition and the setup, I know it can be quite involved. Uh, it, I mean, it, it's its really uh, can be an intricate setup, can it?
0: It certainly can. I mean, I mean, certainly uh, the, the, the bit of a demolition that
1: everybody, you know, the
0: layman is most interested in is the explosive form of demolition. And w- when you watch it on the TV or, you know, even if you watch it live, a tower block will be down in 10, 15, maybe 20 seconds. But what that that TV coverage doesn't show you with is, is there's probably six months' work gone into getting that 20 seconds right. A building has wow. to be prepared, it has to be drilled and pre-weakened. You know, there's lots and lots of planning that goes into it, and and some, even things like the scheduling. You know, particularly where you've got to close roads, you've got to take into account um, winds direction, weather you know, are you close to a railway line? Are you close to an airport? Because obviously if there's a dust cloud goes up, that could affect air traffic and that kind of thing. It's an absolutely huge logistical issue. And as I say, you know, a 20-second implosion could have been worked on for, I, I said, six months. You know, that on occasions it's been a year or more. Um, so, you, you know, the public doesn't really get to see the real engineering work that goes on behind the scenes. They, they think it's a, a loud bang and a, a pile of rubble, but there's, a, there's an awful lot of... Very clever people working behind the scenes to make that happen
1: oh that that's fascinating i, I would think that there uh, the amount of uh, knowledge that is needed uh technically uh pyrotechnically i mean i don 't even know the right words to say that it is very precise and very advanced isn't it
0: It certainly is i mean particularly when you when you're speaking to explosive engineers it's not just a case of bringing a building down you know they they can control the the direction that that building will fall to make sure it avoids you know, neighboring buildings or services that run below the ground and that kind of thing. Almost almost twisting a building on itself to, to get it to fall in the direction they need it to fall. And 99 times out of 100, that building will do precisely what it's told. We, we do have the occasional one that, that misbehaves or, or decides that it doesn't comply with gravity. <laughs> but, you know, by and large, ah. these guys are, are they, they really are engineers, artists and scientists all in
1: one well let me ask you about anchor now so you have a great website YouTube Uh, so what is your thinking about uh, starting a podcast especially targeted in the demolition area on anchor Um, my
0: main my main idea behind anchor was to get to the people that I can't reach already um, I've, I've always been very conscious uh, as a journalist that, you know, I, I can I can spend a lot of time writing an article, writing a book, producing a video, but everything that I've I've done up until now requires somebody to stop. They have to stop work or stop doing a leisure activity to sit down and open a magazine or open a book or turn on a computer to watch a video. Whereas with a podcast and, and specifically with Anchor, because of the, the ease with which it can be published it's it's a way for me to get my message and and the latest news headlines and 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 views from the industry straight into somebody's daily life so whether they're in the car or certainly I mean, in in my case a lot of the people that that follow demolition news uh, as a website are machine operators you know they are literally driving excavators and bulldozers and that kind of thing all of which have access to you know bluetooth equipment they've got they drive to the to the job site as well so you know they've got connectivity in their car so right. Anchor basically gives me an opportunity to to be a non-intrusive part of their working day you know they don't have to stop but they can still get their their daily fix of demolition news
1: what you just said was so powerful just in the realm of knowing your audience and then targeting your message in unique ways in this digital world. And I think what you just said could be templating, templated for any industry, any group, any tribe, don't you think?
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean one of one of my biggest frustrations in the past was, you know, on, on LinkedIn, um, you know, primarily in the construction and demolition business. And the way that, that that anchor links appear on LinkedIn, it just makes them so clickable. You know it, the, the way that it looks right. and the way that it interacts. It's almost tempting people not to click it. Um, so I've, I've seen a <laughs> I've seen a lot of good feedback from that. And, and those are, to be honest, those are the sort of people that, I, it, certainly in my experience, LinkedIn people. You know, because of the, the nature of, of LinkedIn, it, it is a, a a professional business platform. So, you know, those are the, the people that I'm, I'm very, very keen to reach. And, and that seems to be doing it.
1: You know, as you say that, I think uh, there's a certain level of credibility. If you quote, have your own podcast, wouldn't you say that? I mean, people yeah. respect that and they, and they know, I mean, it's, a, it's a new thing. It's an, and it's rising. It's just only going to get bigger and bigger, but people know that number one, I, I, You know, they're thinking, gosh, I don't know if I could do that. If you can even talk and just articulate. But number two, how do you do it and edit it and upload it in the RSS feed? And the fact that you have one, that's pretty impressive and and incredible to a lot of people.
0: Yeah. And I I mean, certainly from my point of view, because I've I've got an established audience, you know, and, and they've become, I wouldn't say they've become jaded, but they, you know, they're, they're, they're used to getting my, my weekly email blast. They're used to getting my magazine every other month. They're used to seeing the daily updates. But up until recently, they'd never heard my voice. You know, I, I was, wow. I, was I, I was a photograph in a magazine or in actual fact, in the demolition magazine, it, you can only see half my face. <laughs> so I was this kind of mystery man behind a lot of words. Whereas now, you know, they can they can hear exactly what I sound like, which, you know, depending on your viewpoint on on a South London accent, that's either a good thing or a bad thing. But you know, it's it, it's it's given it a, a, a different kind of emotional link. I'm I'm not just a, a faceless individual. You know, it's it's somebody they can actually relate to now, um, which you know puts puts what I'm doing on a completely different level.
1: I think that is a fascinating point, you know, and in and, and most of us are probably like that, you know, that uh, there's a lot of people have never heard our voice. So now I, as far as credibility, I think there's a lot of credibility when you have your own podcast. The only thing that's higher than that, I think, is a, you know, a content creator is probably to be an author. And you are an author. You mentioned a couple of children's books but you've also just released a new book that's now available on Amazon tell us about that mark yeah
0: um it goes back to my my fascination with with construction equipment i've i I've, I've been writing about it for as i say 30 years um and the, the the biggest uk manufacturer of construction equipment is jcb um i've been going to jcb literally for 30 years um <laughs> It's, it's a slightly odd story to tell you, but I on the 12th of May in 1990, I got married um, and we left the church. My wife and I left the church in a, a vintage uh, Bentley car and we got about halfway to where our wedding reception was due to be held. And four of my former colleagues on a construction magazine emerged from the bushes and basically kidnapped myself and my wife and put, put the pair of us into a JCB digger, which took us the rest of the <laughs> way. So so, you know, my, my links <laughs> to JCB go back a long way. Um, That's awesome. And, and yeah, I, basically, it, 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 it's a strange thing. I was at a, a JCB co- press conference about two years ago, and the way that they launched a new machine, the, the style of the new machine, the style of the launch, just brought to mind uh, a Steve Jobs keynote address to the Apple faithful, uh, you know, they, they'd really, it, it wasn't even so much razzmatazz. They just kind of, they, they'd come up with a, a, a variation on a, a product that had been around for years. So one of the things that I mentioned in the book is, you know, Apple never, Apple didn't invent the MP3 player. They didn't invent the tablet computer. You know, they didn't invent the smartphone, but what they did, they took all of those products and made them so much better they made them aspirational yeah. and cool and sexy. And, and to a large degree, JCB had done that with, in this instance, it was a wheeled excavator. And, and it, was, it, it was one of those things that went into my mind, but I was, I was very busy at the press conference, and I just put it into the back of my mind. And then I bumped into somebody from JCB at an exhibition, and he referred back to this same machine. And basically, he was saying that
1: the way that JCB had
0: designed it was
1: like the iPhone. So they would hold it. will say drafts. That's where the audio file is within the Anchor app. All you have to do, Mark, click that, add it to station. You don't have to download, upload if you don't want to. It's just right there within your app. And what I like to do and what I'll do for this is I will give one little intro audio segment. And I'll say, hey, we've got a great profile interview coming up here, Mark Anthony, and I'll give, you know, Demolition News. Hope you enjoy this. And then I'll just go to that interview area, click, click. It's added to my station. It's just, it's just seamless. How it's cool fantastic. is that?
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing that you didn't mention was, and I, I, you know, something to share with other people. And I, I realized that ours is, is kind of a unique case. But when I was trying to call you, I had to get rid of the country code. Um, you know, the, the obvious for thing for me was that. to was, was to dial the zero zero one, and, and once I dropped that, the, the system worked perfectly. So yeah.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that because what, what we did is, Mark, you called me just as a pre-interview and you used the country code, but then when you tried it on the interview, you did the country code and it didn't work. So you dropped it and then that's what works. So thank you for kind of testing that for our listeners. Right, it's worth it's, knowing it for the future. That. Yes. Well, Mark, it's been a pleasure to get to know you on Anchor. I have a new Anchor friend. Uh, I I want to – just encourage people to uh, sign up for your own interview. We're, we've pledged to do 100 interviews on Anchor. You were my eighth interview, Mark, and uh, the first, actually the second from the U.K. I actually had uh, another U.K. Uh, Anchor member earlier tonight. So it was, it's been a double U.K. night, and, and you're staying up pretty late. <laughs> what, what, time, what time is it there in the U.K. right now?
0: um it's about let me have a look i'm stood near a clock it is it's 2. thirty-seven in the morning
1: oh my goodness okay i appreciate you staying up you're, you're a real trooper right now that's a career journalist for you right you Do whatever it takes
0: yeah we're, we're a nocturnal bunch over here absolutely
1: oh well i want to encourage everyone you can go to our landing page that's part of the anchor talk podcast And I have a new domain name now to make it easier. It's anchorinterviews.com. You can sign up just like Mark did, fill out uh, your little little sign-up form. It gives me some background information. And we schedule it, and we do it just just like we did. And, hey, thank you, Mark, for the UK, you know, you call me and the turnaround and the extra thing. You've been very patient. And thank you for staying up till 2.30 in the morning.
0: You're more than welcome. Thanks ever so much for having me on, Dan. And thanks for all the advice on on... Anchor
1: Talk as well. It's, It's been invaluable. Okay, thanks. And I'm going to click and order my uh, copy of your new book right now.
0: Fantastic. Thanks very much indeed.
1: Okay, thank you, Mark. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.